Wax dripping, honey. What do you say? I got a brand new podcast that you'll want to play. It's Backtracks. Aerosmith revisited. My name is Corey Morissette, joined as always by St. John Mariano. How are you tonight, sir? Hello. My name is Nigo Matoyo. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Very nice. That That's from a TV show, isn't it? Wasn't that from like Cheers or Barney Miller or something? I, I, I was driving through my neighborhood today and there was actually a garage sale sign. I said, hello, my name is Nigo Montoyo. Come to this address and buy some goods. <laughs> or, 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 and prepare to buy some goods or something like that. I was like, I, that, that's really clever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to intro the show with that tonight. Oh, so you just ripped that off from somebody, huh? Yeah. I'm glad you're bringing your A game here tonight, John. This is, this is, this is what you're going to get, man. Like, you get what you pay for, and literally you're getting what you pay for, Corey. That's right, because we have no graphics yet. John's been promising for weeks. What are we on episode? 29 this is and still uh, no graphics john i told you like you gotta give me a list of songs and stuff and they're right here they're literally on the screen in front of you yeah but i don't have, I don't have this when I, <laughs> when, 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 I, when I sign off the show <laughs> do, you, do you even know what show this is john you do so many we i, I do i do one like and it's, I, it seems like too much i i i, I haven't even played video games with Ken in a while. Um, as of right now, we're in May and Ken has been diligently prepping for Star Wars Celebration. Mm -hmm. I'm traveling to him next week to go to, to go party like it's um, like the galaxy just blew up a Death Star again. again. Now, is that is that restraining order still in effect or are you able to uh, shake his hand? Oh, no, I can't shake his hand. Oh. I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta keep a safe distance. It's like Ken and I have that relationship, like that the uh, guy Happy Gilmore, played by Joe Flaherty, mm -hmm. um, where where I am gonna like club Happy Gilmore in the legs or something on Ken's behalf, but he Ken's not like Shooter McGavin at all. Like he wouldn't want me to do that, but I would do that on Ken's behalf because that's just how I am. I've heard you've done that before, not even on anybody's behalf, just because it was Thursday. I mean, why not, right? Like, what else are you doing on Thursday? Yeah, like you're a New Yorker, right? That that happens like daily. There. Do not do not blame my atrocities on New York. No, I could very easily just be John from Montana and and, and still <laughs> do the same atrocities. Right? Montana like, and New York are the same thing, aren't they? Pretty close, just without the buildings. There's organized crime in Montana, I'm sure. There, there may be not Italian. There may be, you know polish or something but i'm just gonna let you bury yourself right now man what is that i, I want to know more about your culture john in, in america in america yeah wait, wait, you like hot dogs i do good we got those oh excellent i'm gonna come visit sometime you know what else i'm gonna do i'm gonna check out pop rock and radio that's right ken knapsocks pop rock and radio the big hits album cuts and b-sides from the rock and pop world that make up the soundtracks of our lives Look for live shows and make requests. Sing, dance, and celebrate the music with the pop rock and radio community. John, you just uh, brought your mic into the frame. Uh, which mic are you using today? I'm using my, I'm using my blue snowball, but it's white. Gotcha. It's in that that headset you're wearing with the uh, microphone on it. Uh, you're not using. This is a prop. 
just a prop. Gotcha. Yeah, I just have. I'm wiggling my microphone for all you folks who don't have video, which is all of you. Yeah. I'm wiggling. I'm wiggling the, the mic coming out of my headset, just to show Corey it's a prop. Gotcha. Like, like it doesn't matter. I could I could put it up and you don't hear a difference. Yeah, he he, he put it up. I, I can attend to that. You know what else is a prop? Is our die. Uh, that's the gimmick of the show, ladies and gentlemen. We put six songs on it. We roll it, and we get a song for tonight. Uh, John, maybe let's just go through the six songs currently on it. They are Bitches Brew, Eat the Rich, Theme from Spider-Man, Pink, and the two dog songs are still there, Walking the Dog and Sick as a Dog. Uh, John, if you could uh, get your wish here tonight, what song would we be listening to? I mean, we're getting through the dog days of summer as far as the releases go, and it would be nice to get rid of a dog song, but it would also be nice to, I'm here Spider-Man, so I would be good either way. You know what, I'm, I'm with you with the dog songs, they've been on there forever. Uh, I say we get rid of one here tonight. What do you say, John? Let's roll this sucker and see what pops up. Throw me a bone, Corey. Here we go, and we're going to come up with Sick as a Dog. We're finally getting a dog song. Uh, John, I believe you put this one on here. Uh, tell the folks about Sick as a Dog. I picked Sick as a Dog because we were on a dog roll. Um, I, I I enjoy this song. I don't want to spoil it too much um, because we're gonna we're gonna listen to it, right? Like, do you, do you do you know the history of Sick of a, Sick as a Dog? Well, I know it's on the album Rocks, uh, which is a tremendous album. Uh, I know that it was written by Steven Tyler and Tom Hamilton. Uh, that combination also begat Sweet Emotion, so a pretty good songwriting duo right there. And I know that it's on uh, Live Bootleg, and I know that this song kind of kicks a little ass. That's what, that's why it's on the die, mainly, because it kicks a little ass. Um, I have a feeling I like the live version a little bit better. I was going to ask you about that, because Live Bootleg has a killer version of this song. Yeah, I, I have a feeling, and, and, and you know, wait... We, we do have the, the luck of listening to all the versions based on how we're doing it. So it's like, we're getting it out of the way, but we'll hear it again one day. And in the meantime, I kind of want to hear the studio version. I know the studio version's kicking something off the mixtape, but it could get kicked by the live version. It, it very well could. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to this one. Ever since you put it on the dice, John, I know this is one when I finally got a copy of Live Bootleg. Um, this is one that really jumped out at me like, holy crap, how have I not heard this song before? It's really, really good. So what do you say, John, if you're ready, let's break out our copy of Rocks and listen to a little Sick as a Dog. Get your head out of the loo. Love that line. But uh, I love how this song kind of started off and then it kicked into that nice little blues groove going there. And just, it just settled right in. And it's just, I love that. I like it because, because it, it almost feels like subversive Aerosmith, right? Like we've heard, we've heard a few songs in a row that are just them kicking your teeth in. And this is not that. This is very bluesy. This is, this is, you know, to a degree, subverting expectations. Um, maybe not at the time. I mean, probably at the time too. And and just e even even the way the way it, it goes in with the 
longer lines from Steven. Um, I just, I did, I dig the energy going on. And that's his whole album, right? Like when, when you're thinking about rocks, it, just to recap some of the tracks, folks, you get on rocks back in the saddle, last child rats in the cellar currently on the mixtape. Uh, combination uh nobody's fault is another great one get the let out lick it a promise home tonight a great classic aerosmith on here um we, we talk about kind of pumping get a grip being kind of the apex of uh, late 80s early 90s aerosmith uh toys leading into rocks is really the 70s apex uh, for aerosmith jack douglas produced this record uh you know it was a pretty big hit for him released in 1976 but it, it's also kind of uh th there's some variants there right like back in the saddle is a great rocking song Last Child kind of has this laid back groove to it too. That's a Brad Whitford cut. Rats in the Cellar, uh, a song you put on there, very up tempo. And then you can get back into a nice, you know, mellow groove here with Sick as a Dog. You know, a lot of a lot of variants on this record that I really dig. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's it's to me to me it's one of, one of the top albums. I like the, of this era of of Aerosmith, which is probably my favorite era, era of Aerosmith. I, I love Toys in the Attic a little bit more than Rocks, but Toys in the Attic and Rocks are my two favorite albums of this era, hands down. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And that's a very uncontroversial yeah. pick, I feel like. Yeah, not, not exactly a hot take, but... Uh, like, 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 breaking news, uh, my favorite two Aerosmith albums of their early era are, and my honestly, my favorite two albums of Aerosmith are of this... Uh, time so so i'm trying to quantify the two errors but e even though i was introduced to the later the geffen stuff first upon discovering the older stuff i ate a little crow because i was talking to some of the older kids and they were like oh the older stuff's better and i was like there's no way it's better there's no way and it, to me it's better at this stage of my life gotcha little piece of trivia for you, john did you know on this song uh, Tom Hamilton actually plays lead guitar on Sick as a Dog, and Joe Perry's playing bass. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It, it, it's kind of fun, right? Like they just grab an instrument and playing along. Like it's, it's not, you know, your standard lineup. Well, and this album was very much just a, a plug-in and, and let's rock type of album. So uh, here's kind of an example of it. Now, John, I don't know if you could tell who's singing uh, the the rhythm on that. It, normally, like in later Aerosmith, Stephen doubles his own harmonies, right? But that kind of sounded like Stephen, but it could have been like Joe Perry in there too. I don't know. It was kind of hard to tell. Yeah, I, I feel like I I feel like it's Joe. Like it doesn't feel like Stephen. But also early on, like I go back to think about like the Aerosmith Aerosmith album where, where Stephen didn't sound like Stephen. Like we know. Right. He he can almost do voice do voices. He's almost like a muppeteer to a degree, and, and, and uh, no, I, I don't know. It's a great bit of trivia. If somebody out there knows, please tweet us and correct us. We we love we love that. Like we yeah. we encourage that. Yeah, I, I found a quote actually on the whole uh, bass rhythm guitar thing from Joe Perry, where he said, and I quote: "Tom played rhythm guitar on Sick as a Dog, 
I played bass for the first half of the song. Then I put the bass down and played guitar in the end. And Steven picked up the bass and played it for the rest of the song, all live in the studio, one take. That's pretty wow. impressive. That's that. I guess that's what you do when you have talent. Yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't know. I, we, we, we sit here. This is our 11th take right now, just trying to get through this song. <laughs> if he's referring to uh getting old but because you really ain't that young i was feeling that this weekend because i was just doing some home renovations and man was i sore and i was reminded that i ain't that young we're not Corey. neither neither one of us i i i did like four four loads of laundry tonight i mean this is why this is why the folks tune in to hear to hear about <laughs> household chores but I, I i gotta go down two flights of stairs to get to get to my washer dryer and my God, man, like we are old. That's oh, all I'm going to say about it. Yeah, I only right. had to do one load of laundry, but I also hung some eavesdropping. Boy, that was fun. Uh, and, and then I did some brad nailing of some uh, loose baseboards around the house. So big, exciting weekend at the Morset house, let me tell you. Well, I, 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 I did take a nap this weekend, so I feel, I feel like I'm winning. Oh, it must be nice. So your, your thoughts on the solo there, it was a little short uh, and it sounded a little thin, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of Joe Perry playing guitar, so I kind of dug it. Yeah, no. It, it, well, did you say Joe Perry playing guitar? Well, I remember he, uh, he played bass in the first half of the song, and then he put the bass down and picked up the guitar, and Steven played the bass. And Tom's playing rhythm guitar. So I imagine the solo was probably Joe Perry. I mean, maybe, 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 maybe that's why it was a little um, truncated because of all the switching off. Maybe um, it's probably to me the weakest part of the song right now, and that's not a knock. Like the song, this is this is a really strong song. You it's know, really song strong. I'm I'm not sure I'm a fan of the production of it so much. It sounds a little thin, sounds a little tinny, which you kind of get from those Jack Douglas '70s albums uh, somewhat, but. Uh, Again, going back to your original point that maybe the live version is better. Uh, when, when you hear this song, full band, full body, uh, live in concert, uh, I, I, I could see that version maybe supplanting this one. But, but I, I don't think at this point, like I think it's pretty easily going to make the mixtape, even tinny production and all. The song is that strong, yeah. Yeah. Please don't be late. 
you walk into a pool hall, you walk into a bar, you walk into one of these places with like a jukebox and you pop this song on and you're changing the energy in the room immediately. And it, to me, this is a great atmospheric song for, for a night like that. Um, you, you know, it's, it's, it's not necessarily something where I'm going to pop it on and listen to it by myself in my room. And that's not to say I don't like it, but it almost feels like this is great atmosphere song while I'm entertaining or doing something activity, interactivity here. It's a great jukebox song, isn't it? Right? Yeah. Like, that's what I was picking up on. Like, I feel like more jukeboxes should just have this song in there for me to go punch in like three, four, six, and then it pops up, right? Now, you want to explain to the kids what a jukebox is? Because you and I know, but maybe a lot of other people don't. Mark Kamara would have no idea. I, I mean, plenty of diners still have them in the booths, man. Like, really? In America? In Canada, we don't have any. In, in Canada, you don't have diners? We don't have jukeboxes. Oh, okay. We don't really have diners either, actually. We got a lot of poutineries, uh, not a lot of diners. I, I, I do dig the poutine. My, my, my buddy stayed, he, he, he and his family lived up in the Toronto area for a few years. And I went to visit and, like, I went to go visit them and also get some fresh poutine. It is Canada's contribution to a fine cuisine, worldwide cuisine. Yeah, America has provided uh, so much great food, and all we have to show for it is poutine. It's a little sad. Uh, but, but, but you guys are also responsible for every great comedian on American Airwaves. So, you know what? You. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> We're just talking about kids in the hall before we started recording. So, 100% Canada takes credit for everything you've laughed at in the last 20 years. Are you a big birds fan, John? I'm not a huge birds fan. Because uh, Tom Hamilton credited the birds with with kind of uh, inspiration on this track. He says he kind of wrote the verse first, and then he did uh, the intro parts, to, and then he came up with this little, and I quote, jangling arpeggio thing. Uh, and he said that it was kind of uh, inspired by the birds. I mean, I, 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 I mean, that that's okay. The way the way it all works, it's very distinctly Aerosmith. But we we know every band out there has pulled inspiration from what's come before. Mm -hmm. And by all means, if the birds are what got them here for this track, I know Corey and I haven't talked much about Sick as a Dog, but I think I'm kind of taking it for granted how great this track is, that most of you know this track, whether you know the history of it or not, I think is kind of irrelevant because it's something that should be part of your Aerosmith language, right? And we can discuss the merits of what ends up on the final mixtape or not. This goes beyond the final mixtape. This song and the reason why I threw it on the die and everything to me is one of those quintessential Aerosmith songs. And you know what's sad is that they don't do it much anymore. The last time they played the song was 2002. 
and, and you, you know, that that's up to them, but I think it's up to us to go make sure we're playing this song on our, on our own mixtapes and on our own playlists or whatever you got, or just requesting your series and your, and your whatever Google, Google homes, whatever you're using to play music nowadays and yelling, yelling at the machine to, to play sick as a dog. One thing we didn't talk about, but I always love bringing it up. Joey Kramer is playing the fuck out of the song. I'm loving the little accents he's putting in there. He's not up front in the mix at all. He's he's way back there. But even in this section here, just little things like the double kick hits and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Joey, I think, was really on fire this album. Yeah, he's really on fire this album. And this is one of those songs where we're talking about everybody else. But but Joey is more than just you know keeping the beat for the band, yeah you know he's he, he's layering in and sprinkling in the the, the these little accoutrements that, that go that, that go along with the meal, and they're there for your enjoyment. And you might not even realize the little flush, flourishes he's doing unless Corey's pointing them out, but they're there, and they they add so much. Like this is a very dense song, mm-hmm. and 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 jo- Joey Kramer hanging out in the background like that is doing a lot of the Lord's work. To to to, you know, we talk about, a lot of times about a song that falls short, falls flat, something didn't work, and Joey Kramer here is proving this is Aerosmith on all cylinders. He's even even the guy that we're setting a little bit in the back on on this one is doing more than his share of heavy lifting. And it, it's just little things too, right? Even just that little open hi-hat on Walk This Way, that, that, that just that little accent, right? You know, doesn't mean much when you're playing it, but it does when you're listening to the song. And uh, I, I just wanted to just once again say how much I appreciate the work of Mr. Joey Kramer. Come on, they started the fade out on Say Goodnight. You had some hand claps in there. Um, and, and if that was Steven at the end on the bass, too, he even threw in a little, uh, he really kind of went up there and even played a little flourish on the bass. That was fantastic stuff, John. I am so happy that tonight we got to hear the song. It's, it, it's made me have to up my game for what's 
kind of replace it on the dice right now. Mm-hmm. So I've been in the background feverishly trying to decide which way I want to go on that. But before we do, um, we should probably talk about what we're going to do with the song. So, I mean, should it stay or should it go, I think is kind of an afterthought. Like, it's it's staying. I would agree. I, I And uh, after last show, John, we, we kind of discussed the songs on the mixtape, and we each kind of earmarked a few that are maybe replaceable at this stage. Uh, Six is a Dog, we both agree, should go on there. The question is, what is it taking off? Um, do you want me to start uh, with a, a possible selection, or do you want to go ahead? Oh, I think I'll go ahead because I feel like you're more apt to disagree with me because I think I think you know which way you want to go, and I, I I I'd like to I'd like to mess with it a little bit, and you know we 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 have we have some candidates there, mm-hmm. and I I I kind of feel like I want to take you gotta move off. I, I feel like that's the way I'd like to go. But I'm curious to hear what you're going to say. You know, I I know where you're coming from, but I think that's a better track than one other that is currently on the mixtape. And I'm going all the way back to episode one, Lord of the Thighs. Uh, I may lose my uh, Arrow Force One fan club card for suggesting this, but I would say put Sick as a Dog on instead of Lord of the Thighs. That was never one of my favorite tracks, Lord of the Thighs. And uh, the live version is better than the studio version. Uh, Whereas You Gotta Move... (laughs) Even though it's not technically an Aerosmith song, they play the fuck out of it. It's not an Aerosmith song, dude. And like, I don't care. It's not an Aerosmith song, and you want to you want to take it, you want to keep it on over Lord of the Thighs. It's a I better feel, song than Lord of the Thighs. I feel like I'm okay with whoever wants to tweet to Corey and give Corey <laughs> shit if I give in on this right now, like. My God! Like what? 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 What do, you, what do I get if I give in to you right now? Are you giving me a blumpkin or something? Like, how does this work, Corey? What the hell's a blumpkin? You don't want to know. Okay. You, you folks can go look that up. You know when um, John says you don't want to know, he really means it. I've learned that uh, <laughs> in a couple of years. I've known John Mariano, so I'll, we'll just leave it at that. However, you got to admit, you got to move. Like you love that song when we listen to it on that episode. I've loved every song we've listened to on almost every episode, but now some songs have to go. Yeah. And, and I'm using my, my same reasoning I've had, you know, I, I removed Helter Skelter. What was it last week for, for similar reasons. And here, here, here I am today. And it's like, yeah, I feel like the non Aerosmith one's got to go, but if you're going to be that guy who dies on the hill and go, I don't care who writes the songs and you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to push the envelope and piss off some Aerosmith fans by all means, dude, like you be that guy. You know, I don't know if Lord of the Thighs is as revered uh, as you think it is. Uh, remember, we're, we're trying to create an Aerosmith big tape that gives everybody, you know, the all encompassing feel of the band Aerosmith. Aerosmith has done some great covers. A lot of bands have done a lot of great covers that's that exceed some of their original stuff. And go back to episode one. We were, yeah, this is okay, listening to Lord of the Thighs. Now, is there a live version of Lord of the Thighs I would put on instead of You Gotta Move? Probably. But we're talking the studio cut here and what's on the mixtape. Six of the Dog deserves to be on there, absolutely. But I'm not convinced Lord of the Thighs, this version does. 
all right, you know what? I, I, I just, I, I, I don't want to be preached to anymore, so I'm going to give in to you. You don't want to be preached to anymore? That's the show. No, no I don't want to. You devised. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm giving in, you win. Do you care how you win, or do you just want to win? <laughs> I guess not. No, I, I, I just want to win. It's so rare that, that I win in anything, so I will take it. Sick as a dog is going on the mixtape, taking off Lord of the Thighs. Although I will say, I don't think we've heard the last of Lord of the Thighs. There's some pretty good live versions out there. Uh, you know, look no further than I believe it's Classics Live one that it's on. Is it one or two, John? You would know. I don't know. All I know is that you got to move days or numbered. Probably I'm, so. Yes. I'm going to make this my mission until you give in. Probably next week, actually, the way things are going. The only other one I'm saying it could maybe go. Jeez, but it hurts me is falling in love is hard on the knees because there's so many great lyrics uh, in that song. And I know we have some uh, some listeners like Michael Green who are like, I hate that album. You know, the, the quicker you can get through those, the better. But damn, if I don't kind of dig that song in a way. So now that we've figured out the mixtape, mm-hmm. we have to sit here now and I have to replace this song. That's right. And I'm assuming you've done your research before we started recording and have a handful of songs to choose from. I, I have a song. Okay. I knew you were going to kind of piss me off with, with, with not giving me the song I wanted right. to take off. So I'm going to piss you off and go with one of the big ones. Ooh, a big one. Yeah, because I feel like, you know, you and I have talked a lot. Like, we've looked at this die, die a few weeks, and, like, there haven't been a lot of big ones. And I threw Eat the Rich on there a couple of weeks ago because – we were trying to get something a little bit more familiar. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, you call that a base hit or a double, I'm going to hit a grand slam right now. Like I'm, I'm Babe Ruth calling my shot at home plate. And it goes a little something like this. It ain't easy. Living like a gypsy. Tell you, honey, how I feel. Because we are going with Mama Kin. Oh, I was going to say Angel. Oh, it's Mama Kin? Wow. All the way back, and we're going with Mama Ken, one of my all-time favorite Aerosmith songs. All right, and this is the studio uh, version of Mama Ken. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do studios. We're, you know, we're gonna stick with the studio for now, and by all means, we we can listen to your kind of bullshit arguments on like live versions are better than than studio versions or whatever. And that's why a studio version doesn't deserve to be on an album. But by all means, good luck fighting me if. And when this one makes it onto the mixtape, you're just a cranky old fuck. What the hell got into you today? I mean, you you, you just fought me tooth and nail. To, <laughs> tooth to, and to, nail, really? To keep to keep a song on the mixtape that wasn't even written by the band, dude. Who cares who it was written by? You know what? All your favorite songs of permanent vacation probably weren't written by most of the band. It was Jim Balance or Desmond Child. Or Diane Warren wrote your all-time favorite Aerosmith song. I don't want to miss a thing. You keep my ammo crackers and, and <laughs> Ben Affleck talking to Liv Tyler out of this right now, man. Oh, I can't wait till you add that. And actually, I was talking with a uh, prospective guest on the show, and I got their six tracks. And he said specifically, I almost want to put I don't want to miss a thing on there so that we can eviscerate it. I want to put that song on here when we get enough people on here to do a sing-along and really <laughs> not just eviscerate it but like butcher it <laughs> oh god we could butcher the fuck out of that that's a great idea but john uh before we go here tonight is there anything you want to plug or, or tell the fine folks 
Um, no, because anything I would have to plug is happening next week. But next week is like two months, three months ago, based on how far ahead we are. Oh, God, we, we're dropping show 11 uh, two days from now as we record this. And this is show 29 we just recorded. So we're way off into the future. Yeah, I don't even I don't even know what week we're in. I don't know what month we're in, but I hope you guys are just enjoying it. Uh, thank you for listening. And um, tweet at us and, and, and let us know what, uh, let us know when this happens. So that way we can kind of play catch up. You know, we could both be dead by the time the show drops. We have no idea. Like this well, is we, part of the we, future. We got to get on it, dude, because we, we're, we're only like 10% into the amount of shows we got to get done. Isn't that sad? We're, we're like almost three months ahead, but we're only 10% through the catalog. So yeah, we still got a ways to go. Uh, but on behalf of uh, my good friend, John Mariano, who, who you can catch uh, on Twitter at uh, John Marioni, as I like to say, even though it's John Mariano NY, I'm at CD Morissette. Catch me on my Van Halen show too, if you are so inclined uh, at the podcast will rock, sorry, and the podcast will rock. Uh, www.podcastwillrock.com where Mark Kamara and I are breaking down the entire Van Halen catalog one track at a time kind of like what we're doing here uh, but until next week uh, on behalf of John my name is Corey Morissette and in the immortal words of Steven Tyler Steven Tyler